Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Sometimes you just don't want to be held back by the rules of societal decorum, you know? So maybe you imagine yourself as a brash, pill-popping traffic safety officer who moonlights as a poet. And just say whatever you want to say. As the 2018 Frigid Festival continues, writer and performer Andrea Alton's character Molly Equality Dykeman returns with Molly's World at Under St. Mark's. I spoke with Andrea, her director, Mark Finley, and the show's opening act, Alan Warnock, after a recent performance. Take a listen. Great. I like to start with everyone's name on the mic, so I'm going to welcome the star of Molly's World right in front of me. I thought my director was going to steal the mic. I'm Andrea Alton. I play Molly Quality Dykeman. And we also have with us the director. Hi, Mark Finley, director. And the other actor involved in the show. Uh, I'm Alan Warnock. I like to open the show. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so I just, I already mentioned the show is Molly's World. And, and this is uh, Molly Equality Dykeman, who, if you've been in the independent theater world for a little while, you might have come across, right? Like, this is your, your like, character that you bring back again and again? Yeah, um, she started in 2005 in a sketch that Alan wrote. It was about this, we're on the street in the village doing this interview with all these crazy people walking by. <laughs> Just like the last two Frigid episodes, which is totally cool. Like, yeah, no, we're getting it. Don't worry. <laughs> so anyway, Molly came out of this 2005 sketch that Alan, my acting buddy, writer, co-writer sometimes wrote, and uh, Molly was this butch character who was straight, and then in 2010 brought her back, and I've been doing her in solo shows and cabaret and comedy clubs since that time. What what inspired her the first time? Like, what where did she come from? Um, well, the first solo show I did, I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil and uh, stuff, so I just kind of switched it to Molly's perspective, and that kind of fueled the character. Because the character is very different than, well, at least the Andrea Alton that I know. Um, I mean, maybe you're different behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, and you actually warned me when you, when I said I was coming to this, you said, um, yeah, Molly's different than I am. Um, she's, she curses a lot more. So uh, why, why, that, how, why that component of you? Um, I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> I like that Molly can say whatever she wants, and she always comes from a lovable place. But she's this total misfit, and I, I like that she has the freedom, and she just doesn't. She's just trying to get through the day as best she can, and I kind of enjoy her freedom and her cluelessness. And her fearlessness. I mean, That's she's. True. It must be great to have an outlet like that. You know, I want to. I want to talk about like a lot of the stuff that you talk about. Like your. Uh, uh, there's that poem about uh, the Me Too movement. You know. You know, and, and it's like so not serious at all, <laughs> but it's only the way Molly could do it. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it, it just must be tremendous as a writer and a person to just be able to say stuff like, you know, you're a fucking asshole yes, yes. <laughs> with no repercussions, you know, That's true. there's this great stuff in the show where you say that uh, I'm not prepared. Uh, I'm not I'm totally making this up. I don't rehearse, blah, blah, blah. Like and it, it's really funny. And it's uh, you have this great distance via the character to kind of get away with a lot. Um, but obviously the show is rehearsed uh -huh. and it's coming out of Andrea's brain. How do you direct a show like that? I mean, what, how do you guys work together? What is the team like? Well, it's it's kind of interesting. We've been lucky enough to work together uh, a, a lot. Like, uh, I think I did your first uh, Fringe show with this. And we've kind of worked out a rhythm with each other. Um, it's a, a lot of it is, her text is so great. So we try to use that as an anchoring point. But so, 
but it's kind of like islands. And so she like swims from one island to the next because the swimming part is the stuff that she makes up on the spot, which is never the same way twice, and it's always gold. You, you as a director, you don't want to sit there and go, you have to remember your lines, you have to remember your lines, because um, what she's going to come up with is often better. Not that the start wasn't great, but um, it's when I say structured improv, it's it's more than that. But it's um, but it it's a different approach than you would to like you know um you know Chekhov certainly right. <laughs> or what Shakespeare the, what is the prep like that like how do you how do you kind of prepare an actor for that or is it just you got to rely on um, this person's brilliance and the fact that they've done it before they're gonna get better as they keep going well again I think we're lucky enough to, to know each other pretty well that um, often they're kind I'm also a writer so it, it I, I feel like my job is also to kind of she brings stuff in and we'll read it and I'll respond to it and it's never like oh that's terrible or like it's more like um, you know this part works a little better than that part or um, this is good I think you can go a little bit further with it or put that in your back pocket as opposed to um, this is good learn it or this is bad forget it you know so it, it's it's kind of free form until we do it and well, until you do it. <laughs> so That's I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to work with Mark, I wanted to work with somebody who was a writer and a director because, um, you know, when you write, you write. I tend to overwrite things, and then I know I need to cut it. So anyway, Mark's just a great sounding board, and uh, yeah, he's a genius. And Alan, I don't want to leave you out uh, of this, <laughs> this conversation. I feel like I've been, my back's bending. You can't see this podcast, listeners, but I've been, well, we're standing outside, so it's a little strange setup here. But um, Alan, uh, this, this show kind of is set up in a way that's like almost like a comedy uh, show is set up, as in it's almost, the, your characters in a way are warm-up acts. Uh, before Molly comes out, they're uh, quote-unquote vamping. I won't say why. Uh, it's a wonderful setup. Um, talk to me about your character. Uh, don't, don't necessarily give him away, but who is this person? Is he like Molly in that he's a recurring person? Um, and how do you mesh your material with this material? Well, I've done several shows with Andrea now, and both of us are sort of attracted to the, to the same sort of characters that live on the outsides maybe people on that we don't notice the the quiet people the people that come out at late at night the people that really look nasty or I don't know but I, I like to think that I'm handsome but not really um, and the character I played Jerry he's sort of in a oh that's it's my ride uh, He's having a midlife crisis. Uh, he's living with his mom. He's just trying to find out who he is, but he's also having, he has a lot of bad luck. Yeah. But he is, likes- Is he new to this show? We've done it maybe once before, but yeah, he's, he's new. Uh, do, you, do you have kind of like characters you go back to the way uh, Andrew goes to Molly, or, or do you kind of keep making them up? <laughs> I get bored really fast, so. <laughs> <laughs> I do keep making them up, but I, li I like to bring them back too, yeah. And uh, is this, 
Is there an arc? I've, I've unfortunately never seen Molly before. Is there an arc? Is there is there uh, going to be one day a grand Molly uh, marathon in which we can kind of see the movement? Or is Molly and uh, your... I'm, I forget blanking on your character's name. That's okay. Jerry. Jerry. Uh, are, is Molly and like this cast of characters like Jerry, are they going to come... Are they just kind of there to kind of comment on the moments? What is... Is there a grand scheme to Molly? I, I feel like every show is a Molly marathon. Because <laughs> we're like wondering if we're going to get to the end. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I don't, you know, they all, they, they, I, just from the director point of view, it seems like they, they have gotten more kind of of the moment and topical as you've done them. So, um, and the last one we did, um, was at uh, the Emerging Artists New Works Festival and the person curating it was like um, well I love this because it has its own kind of logic it's not linear but it fits together somehow so I can guarantee that the next one will be like that but um, as for being of the moment I think that's the way you're going yeah. but um, it'll depend but I, th I think it's a great direction you know uh the last question, possibly, but uh, feel free to expound on this. I love in the theater uh, the chance for opportunity of um, improv, and, and the the fact that the fact that you're there in the room with these people. This is what makes the show what it is. Uh, your show is even more open to that possibility of the audience getting involved than a lot of shows. Um, talk to me about that openness. Uh, and the possibilities that you either are hoping to find or maybe some good stories of what you have found for being so receptive to an audience's engagement. Well, myself and Alan come from a comedy improv background and when I started doing improv in the late 90s at UCB, I was terrified. And basically now I've been doing the character for like eight years, so I have this comfort level and I know how she thinks. So improv is works well but my favorite time in the show is when something goes wrong like a sound cue is wrong I did the Fringe Festival in like 2011 and the AC unit upstairs broke and so water was everywhere on the stage oh and um, anyway that was one of my most favorite things because I got a riff on that and Molly's always high, so she thought she was in a rainforest, and like, <laughs> and all the time I'm on stage thinking, I hope I don't get electrocuted, because they're, you know what I mean? But like, so I love it when something goes wrong, or when the audience reacts funny, and I get to respond to that, so. Do they ever re react negatively in a way that, that is not helpful, or is that just another opportunity to turn it toward your advantage? Well, I think definitely Andrea will turn it to her advantage. Uh, she's like, Andrea's very in the moment, uh, so much so that like, I've done shows with her where it's just like, I always think, is she gonna go back to the script ever? Because I think she live, loves to be in the moment and she's, that's where she needs to be because she's more, uh, people respond to that. You know, if something happens on the stage and the audience sees it and the characters don't, it's like, and like it's kind of a letdown, but Andrea will, point that out she will magnify there's a roach walking across the stage or whatever I don't know we did a show at Soho Playhouse no under in the cabaret oh, right, yeah. and uh, like at the last Finn show Alan and I were doing he points underneath this rack and there's like all these dead roaches oh I don't God. know why I shared that 
because this is the independent <laughs> theater podcast and we all have similar horror stories. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I just had to share that story. Well, I, I've never seen like negative responses, but like the worst has been like when there's no response and even that you turn around, so. Yeah. I love it when people sit there and they're my friends and they sit there and just stare at me and don't <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I got really freaked out. My friends came and saw it a few, a few shows ago and afterwards they're like, I love the show. And they raved about specific moments. And I was like, but you didn't laugh once. And then they go, but we were really stoned the whole way through. <laughs> you know, they're living Molly's truth. They are living Molly's truth. They're Molly heads. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. So whether you are uh, completely sober or stoned out of your mind, come and check out Molly's World. We are under St. Mark's. This is part of the Frigid Festival. Uh, you run through? Um, March 3rd. So do you remember uh, your dates? Or I'll put them all up, don't worry. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, <laughs> we'll put them all up in the show notes. And uh, more information on Molly and your work, Andrea, can be found. Man, something's going on. All these sirens. Welcome to the East Village. Um, tickets and more information on Molly can be found at? Um, well, I did have a website, but then I forgot to pay for the domain name. So uh, <laughs> so now i got to rebuild the this website. Is this is me. <laughs> Both. Now they want like $5,000 from mollyequalitydykeman.com. So now I'm under Molly Dykeman, but i got to build the site. So anyway, go to frigidinfo.org or something. I'll put it all up there. And uh, quick uh, shout out. The reason that Andrew and I know each other is because Andrew is responsible for a ton of past Go See a Show episodes. And uh, you can also engage her as your press agent. So where can they find out more about that? Um, AltonPRandProduction.com. I did pay for that domain name because that pays my bills. And Robert, thank you so much for featuring all these great shows. Um, yeah, it's just huge. Awesome. Happy to. Thank you very much for that. And thank you for a great show. Thank you all for doing this, standing out in the colds. And, uh, yeah, truly a frigid festival. But, um, it's... all right, thanks again, guys. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much, Andrea, Mark, and Alan, for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch Molly's World in the 2018 Frigid Festival at Under St. Mark's, 94 St. Mark's Place in Manhattan, for three more performances from the posting of this episode. Friday, February 23rd at 5.30 p.m., Wednesday, February 28th at 8.50 p.m., and Saturday, March 3rd at 7.10 p.m. Head to horsetrade.info for a link to tickets and more information on all the shows in this year's Frigid. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Robert. Great. Of course. Thanks, Robert. Happy to do it. Though.